you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Second and goal. Are they going to push him in? They're lined up to do that. Yep. In there. Touchdown. Week two, we've seen a forced fumble on the punt, the 61-yard punt or field goal. Cousins loses the ball, and it's picked up. And down to the seven-yard line go the Eagles. Fletcher Cox. You have to win and be sexy. What can I tell you? <laughs> to the outside. And then to the inside. Touchdown, Swift. That about sums it up. A butt push touchdown. A fumble by the Vikings. There were a lot of those. And a DeAndre Swift touchdown to cap it off. A wild one on Thursday night football. 34-28 to 28 Eagles over the Vikings. I'm Greg Rosenthal. I'm here in the virtual heroes room with Mark Sessler. Dan, sitting this one out, we're going to have a rotation on Thursday night, and that just gives us more to talk about, Mark. There was, there was a lot of weird stuff in this game. Yeah, I just thought, I, you know, I think there's been this theme to the early season where some of these high-powered offenses and offenses in general have been kind of finding themselves to some degree, and it's like both of these quarterbacks at halftime and were struggling uh, – uh, to to some point and like I but what I love about what the Eagles did was I thought they kind of finessed and um, pushed and worked their way out of a a corner um, and they were like we're just gonna run the ball and like I you you know what kind of football I like Greg and like uh, when I see what came out of this game where they ran the ball forty eight times for two hundred and fifty nine yards um, that to me is just like we're gonna do what works and like I you know I think like. The, on the flip side of this is that Brian Flores has this Vikings defense. Um, I, I think we expected there to be an uptick. Um, they gave Jalen Hurts and the Eagles some problems early, and I think they kind of took away the the deep pass, and they, they kind of forced them to do something different. The Eagles responded, um, and then, of course, we've got the situation with the fact that if you're the Vikings and you're coming off a season where you're 11-0 in one-score games, mm. um, you can't be turning the ball over four times. Like, they really had a chance. They should have won this game. They flat out should have won it because they've got the they have enough talent on offense. They had some big plays down the stretch, but those the turnovers and especially the Justin Jefferson one, the fumble through the end zone, um, it just handed the game away to Philadelphia. Yeah, we'll we'll get to all of it. It is like so much happened, it's sort of dizzying to even know where to start, but you I feel like we'll start with Swift, who had twenty eight carries. Ooh, for 175 yes. yards and a touchdown. And and you, you mentioned the, the total rushing yards what was a 259. They ended yeah. up with 39 minutes time of possession. And that's why I went back and forth thinking on some level, you're right, Mark, uh, as someone who locked up the, the Eagles and was watching this and and just seeing like how many chances the Vikings have. I was like, man, should the Eagles even be winning this game? But then you do look at the final numbers. And when you have the ball for 40 minutes and you can run the ball that 
just purposefully after they basically realized this was going to be their cheat code for the night, then I think you got to say, okay, I, I guess they do deserve to win because the Vikings could not stop them in key parts. I thought of you, Mark, when DeAndre Swift, I thought of two things during this drive at the end of the first half. I think you know what I'm talking about. That, that's really where the game changed. And I was thinking of Dan Campbell and the Lions coaching staff, if they happen to be watching this game somewhere. And all the frustrations they had with DeAndre Swift back when he was a Lion in training camp and in that hard knocks and thinking, man, where was this guy? Because he was just putting his foot in the ground and going north-south, like tough running throughout the game. It was really amazing after he only had a couple carries in the first game. Yeah, I mean, he had the first nine carries of the game. There's no Kenneth Gainwell tonight, so it was like he was their chosen one. Um, and there's this drive that you're talking about. It's 16 plays with 13 rushes. And to me, it's just like the Eagles saying, we're going to take everything we can. It was eight-plus minutes. They, they, I also think, as, a, as an asterisk, that we saw one of the weirder drives um, that we'll ever see uh, later in the game, they had a 15-play, 49-yard drive that took up nine minutes and wound up in an Eagles punt. So this was a, it's a strange night, but when you and, can dominate... But like the most ground, of the plays in both of those drives were just... It felt like the same play over and over to Swift, and he was always finding room and just hit, hitting that gap. Absolutely. And I, I think that they... You know, I think that we're still waiting for Jalen Hurts to kind of find his way, but he, he did hook up down the, the, the A.J. Brown pass, the, the Devontae Smith early on there. We stall a little bit, but like I, I do think this Eagles offense, compared to the electric nature of what they were right out of the gate last year, it's like they are trying to figure out who they are, but when, if you can do this on the ground, um, I think you can win most matchups. I mean, their defensive line dominated, their offensive line dominated, and yes, the Vikings do what the Vikings do, but like, I, like I'm just watching Jalen Carter. I'm like th this front office just keeps adding <laughs> massive pieces, uh, and like I, I trust them. They're two and zero, and they've not played very well. Right. That's the thing where if you just looked at the box score, you see the score. It's thirty four to twenty eight. I don't think you'd really have the the same feeling that the Eagles' passing game is so disjointed. And their pass defense, at least in the secondary, has been giving up some big plays. I mean, Kirk, Kirk Cousins ended up throwing for 364 in this game. Mac Jones had found a lot of open receivers. There were open receivers in this game. Uh, but the problem for Cousins is that he gets hit so much. I mean, you mentioned it. The, the Eagles had 10 quarterback hits in this game. And the, I think it was last week the Bucks had nine. So that's 19 times Cousins has been hit in the last two weeks, which... I don't even need to look it up. That would be a record-setting pace if he got hit nine to ten times every week. So that's just like a tough way to win. They didn't have a running game, and you mentioned the fumbles. Let, let's go over the sequence, actually, because at the end of the first half because it was absolutely insane. After that drive, and, and for listeners who, who didn't watch the game, we know a lot of U.K. listeners, a lot of U.S. listeners wake up. They, they didn't see the game. They listen to this first thing. They don't want spoilers even in, in the title. We try to be good about that. It was seven to three Vikings with three minutes left in the first half. Am I, am I right about that? It's like three and a half minutes left in the first half. Vikings get the ball back and they almost score right back until that play you mentioned where Justin Jefferson is reaching for the pylon on what would have been a long score and he fumbles over the pylon. Dumbest rule in sports. Eagles get the ball back on the 20. They actually look like they're giving up. They, they start running the ball on their first two downs, but they pick up so many yards that they end up uh, being in position to kick 
a 61-yard field goal for Elliott. So that's a 10-point swing at the end of the first half. The Vikings should have been ahead uh, by a field goal. Instead, they're down by six. The Vikings get the ball back to start the second half, immediately get strip-sacked. Uh, Eagles immediately score. Eagles get the ball back quickly again and immediately have a long touchdown to Devontae Smith. So you add it all up, and the Eagles scored 20 points in about seven minutes of game time between the defense being explosive, between that that Jefferson, and between uh, Devontae Smith just making more and more big plays. I know I'm going on, but it was like just so much of an avalanche at once. And that's kind of what the Eagles can do and they have done in the past where they can look bad for three quarters and they can just kick your ass for about 10 minutes. I think it's the dominance on, on both sides of the line, like the Fletcher Cox uh, situation right there. I mean, you, I, the, the Vikings were a little snake bit tonight, like, cause they also had Brandon Powell at a big punt return. He stripped Alexander Madison, who, sorry, um, you're not Dalvin Cook so far out of the gate. Like that, mm. he, they, their run game in general has been hurt. I also think that a big part of tonight, um, if you dig down into it, is the fact that Christian Derisaw, uh, Udo, like both gone. You're on your third left tackle with David Quisenberry, and it's just like mm. we've got problems there. And it's like Cousins that, that the some of the contact the Cousins felt came off of that. I think that affected the run game. I, you know, and they still almost won. I mean, that's a very Vikings thing to do in general, but it, it's, I don't lean on this thing about, you know, the regression from last year as much, except it's exactly what's happened in two games. But <laughs> they're now 0-2 in one-score games, although this didn't quite are. feel like a one-score game. You know, the Vikings were chasing it and couldn't get the defensive stop in the fourth quarter. Right, and they have seven, they have seven turnovers in two games. And it's like, if you're going to mm. be one of these teams that rides the edge, um, you need these things to go in your direction. And, like, I think tonight they just, they... They had a real chance because you caught an Eagles team that's still kind of warming up and uh, they got in their own way. And it's like, to me, like, I'm not sure the Vikings are anything more than a B, B-plus team. Um, but you, you fought, I think you found a B-minus B version of what the Eagles ultimately will be, um, except I'm saying that, and they also <laughs> ran the ball for 250 yards. I think it's just, they, we, we expect them to be so naturally proficient in every aspect of offense. It's like, well, they certainly were tonight, and they – they creatively found their way out of a tough spot. And it's like, it just makes me trust them all the more uh, going on. Right. Cause they'll get better. And that was kind of their way. They won last year was you weren't sure which unit would have a dominant game, whether it was a running game. Sometimes it was a passing game. Sometimes, you know, they got after it defensively. And now with Carter and Jalen and Jordan Davis, who we talked about on the Wednesday show, you missed it, Mark. But it was a great. I show. know. I mean, have you have you caught up yet? For anyone that listened to the preview show, Dan asked you if you were gonna listen to the Wednesday show. Uh, it's only been what five hours since I last saw you, Mark. It has not been that long. Have you listened to it since? No, because it's like my thought was, you know, <laughs> when I after we get done with this, and like I guess our version of our weekend begins. What would I do with my, you know, the sweet spot of my week, my weekend? Other than to listen back on a show that I missed and hear what you and Dan had to say when you well the weekend hadn't started you still had this show to do with me well I'm saying after this that's when I okay. that's like that's when oh, I dig I into see. that you know I'll, just, you know I'll find uh, no show. I don't blame you I never listen to our shows and uh, Dan I don't know if he looks down on us I think you're the same I wasn't always this way but I I can't do it I don't know why it's just we we, we do it we do it enough. I, I our life they, is inside the show. We're rarely outside the show, it feels like, at this point. Right. We, I think people don't realize we spent six or seven hours together um, today already. <laughs> so, like, the idea that I'd go listen to – I mean, I 
it's not you know of course i want to um it's it's a it's a lure and i'll okay. get to it at some point well this was a long segue or uh you know little dance around the playground to bring up that uh we did talk about Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, that they're just going to be a problem, I think, together. And Jordan Davis, it was a little quieter in week one, but he had what was the best game of his career against the Patriots. And these two guys, and I know Carter, like his stats weren't huge tonight. Jordan Davis, though, gets his second sack. He makes a couple plays. You, you mentioned Fletcher Cox. Josh Sweat has had two nice weeks. You just like don't know who's going to pop up in, the, in a given week. But those... Those two young guys are very exciting. And for the Vikings, you mentioned the injuries. They're also not good on the interior of their line. They haven't been. And they've just got a lot of a lot of papering over to do where it, it makes you feel like, yeah, you have a nice passing game, but like what's the ceiling here? The ceiling is is just trying to fight for this division and now you're fighting out of a hole. You got the Chargers next week and that that's a cornered animal game. No, that's, I mean, their schedule's rough. And I, the one thing I do feel hopeful about is I just, I see a different defense than last year. I, I really yes. think Brian Flores um, frustrated Jalen Hurts tonight and frustrated that offense out of the gate. And it's like, I just think you're going to get a more creative, competent scheme week to week. The players love him. Um, I, I just, you know, I think they're, they're undermanned. I mean, Daniel Hunter, though, three sacks tonight, incredible performance. It's just that you don't have that many Daniel Hunters. You don't have that many stars. And it's like you're working with a young secondary. But Flores, man, he, he I, I just think he's a head coach tucked away for the last mm. couple of years in a coordinator position. I, I think you might be right. They, they're starting this undrafted rookie, Ivan Pace, at middle linebacker. And I don't know. I don't know if it was him. I would have to look at it. But, you know, they... They were just getting pushed around. Their defensive tackles aren't aren't really that good on paper and not good on the field the first two weeks, and they were just getting pushed around by a mean uh, defensive line. Then again, like, yeah, football comes down to luck. There were five fumbles in this game, Mark. Do you know um, who recovered how many of each, you know? How, how many, who recovered the fumbles? Well, the Eagles every time. Five fumbles. Five. The ball was on the ground five times. The Vikings did not get the ball one of those times. And it's it's silly to like point it totally to that because the, the Vikings were the ones that were coughing it up that the Eagles forced them with good plays four of those five times, uh, but you want to get a little bit of a break and they didn't get any of those balls and they didn't get the ball when they forced it as you mentioned on the Eagles kick return early in the game either. Well, I would also I mean part of that is watching the way this Eagles defense plays and they've had a coordinator switch and it it you know it seems to be going fine but like it's a strip by Rashawn Evans. Um, it is a strip by Avante Maddox. Um, you got the Jefferson one, which was, I, I agree with you, that penalty is annoying. But guys like Nicholas Moreau, who was in there for N'Kobe Dean, like recovered one of them. It's like, this is the way the Eagles play. And like, they're aggressive. And I think that they, they, they frustrated the Vikings. And it's like, I, I, I cannot, I, on the reverse side of what we saw on the ground from the Eagles, it's like the, the, the Vikings rushed the ball t for 28 yards off nine carries. They had like 34 yards a week ago. It's like mm. you're putting a lot of weight on your passing game. I know that they're, they're already more pass-oriented, but like there's no balance here. And like I think that's got to correct itself because they can't – like look at the time of possession in this, which we didn't really talk about. I think you said they had – was it 40-plus minutes? Like you can't win games like that unless you're going to – you know, securely score every time. And so you can't turn the ball over four times, have the ball for about 20 minutes, rush for about 28 <laughs> yards and expect to win an NFL game. Right. That's all uh, fair points. Jefferson goes over 150 for a second straight game. I mean, if you drafted him in a PPR league, you've gotten 
10 for 150 each game, despite him coming up short of that touchdown. Addison has another long touchdown, a 62-yard touchdown this time. I mean, he, he was a fine. Hawkinson gets a couple scores. It's like they're lighting up the numbers. It's a very Kirk Cousins start to the season. He has over 700 yards. He has six touchdowns. And they're zero and two, and it like hasn't felt that good. But he is a good quarterback. Like he's he's been more consistent than Jalen Hurts has through through two weeks. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. They're they're zero and two. Are you at all concerned about what we've seen from Jalen Hurts at this point? I think they're gonna regress a little bit, and so the answer would be no. I'm not concerned, but I think they're gonna have to manage their way through this. AJ Brown was getting pretty fired up on the sidelines at yeah. one point. I'm not sure what that was about. He only had four for 29. He had one touchdown late after that that got called back by penalty, and then another one that looked like it might have been a touchdown, and the and they didn't call a penalty on the Vikings when it appeared they they pulled his arm down. So I I think it's gonna be tricky to keep everyone happy and. And the running game for Hertz hasn't really been working either. The, the the short yardage is working, but they tried to have him run around the edge uh, a handful of times. He ends up going 12 for 35 yards. And so that's two straight games where like some of the same things aren't working. And you do wonder if teams are taking away their bread and butter and they're going to have to adjust. So that'll be a challenge for, for yeah, I think that's what Flores effectively did tonight and said, you got to be this a different way. I mean, I, I do though. I, when I look at the NFC, I love teams. Um, like an Eagles team like this, where you've not played even nearly at the level we think you can, you're still two and zero. Versus a Vikings team, where it's like you're you're doing some good things, but you're zero and two. I just I hate starting out zero and two. It's just a disaster, and like their schedule's rough. But like the Eagles have been kind of a lesser sleepy version of themselves, um, and here they are, they're undefeated. Right. You can just compare this to the primetime game they had against the Vikings a year ago at this time, where they ran rough shot over them. When Dan was uh, talking about this game, that's one of the reasons uh, he and I very tepidly locked this game up. I guess I'm ashamed. I'm actually not going to do this again. There we go. Double lock it up. Give me the double sound because I jumped on. I was just like, oh, that's lockable. I guess I should do that. That just seems too too nice. Um, So, yeah, we did it. And I, I... I truly am ashamed if Nick Wesseling is out there listening to this after he stood up like a true hero, an American hero, um, and picked the Jets to win this week. I, I will have to come with a more courageous lock a week from now, but I'll take it. Because like mean, the Eagles, I, I haven't felt great about my picks, but I'm 2-0, and so I'll move forward. There's courage forward. and there's total looniness and um, tomfoolery, and I'm not <laughs> sure which um, which t- territory he he lives in, but I I found it to be at least... You know he's a showman, Greg. He, a showman. he is. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up soon. But before we go, um, just one, a couple more very quick things, which is like uh, Eagles fans who are like grumbling and booing when your team is up three nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, come come back to us. Let's calm down a little, Eagles fans. Like you're you're winning in a game and it's the first quarter and you're one and zero and you had a juggernaut last year and, and you're like kind of booing ish. Jalen Hurts and what was going on that that bothered me. And then, did you see the shots of uh, of Raj? Yeah, you know our our boss up in the up in the luxury box with with Michael Vick. And I was just thinking, wow, like if if you had seen that picture, you know, when Michael Vick was uh, 
in jail for, for dogfighting and, and everything and, and everything that came through that. And I remember when Andy Reid, you know, welcomed it into Philadelphia, like, man, that was a story if you covered it. And, and I was back then a PFT, like it would have been hard to imagine when all of that was happening to see Michael Vick up in the like owner's box with Roger Goodell on a primetime game 15 years later. Yeah, it's a strange sight. Um, it makes you wonder who he'll be hanging out with 15 years from now if he's still doing that. Uh, you know, TBD. Wait, Raj? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, and, and I think it's great. I think Michael Vick has, uh, has um, shown a path of how to own something where you make, make big mistakes and, and has, has done it the right way the whole time and, and seems, seems to have been a great guy. I don't know. That just struck me watching that game time changes all i mean we're gonna be old by the time this podcast ends or uh, at least our podcast ends. i mean i mean just today mark we've spent so much time together i, I think we, i think it's been enough are you are you done um yeah but that de-ages me so um you know i can always <laughs> use more are you are you gonna be like aj brown uh like yelling and screaming on the sideline you didn't get enough pt tonight or or something no i'm <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> He All got, right, we he got did Rand- fine in the end, and so will I, and so will you. I, I'm excited. Uh, it is so hot in this garage. I'm now taping uh, from the new home setup. I don't know if we put these shows on YouTube, uh, but if we do, you, you can check it out. But it's uh, it's a problem because I close the windows. I don't want to like be too loud for the people next door and whatnot. But it, it's a it's a it's a hot hot bath in here i don't know a hot house what do you call it i don't know i'm just rambling now i've totally no, i'm lost in the same it. boat i'm in like a, a seventh story uh windowless <laughs> room that could feels like there's four uh kerosene heaters on in here so i i understand but i think like your neighbors like free analysis like i think they might you know enjoy fair. It. you never know Greg. that's fair they got the good stuff tonight uh the eagles running game did too they moved to two and oh we move on uh to the rest of the week to slate on sunday with the big time recap show. If you haven't signed up for NFL plus, you know, you can get, I had a friend ask me like, how do you get red zone now? And I was like that get NFL plus. That was the answer. He just couldn't figure it out. He's like, where's red zone now? He's not a smart man. It's (laughs) NFL plus. Uh, but you could, uh, you could also check out our Thursday taping, which was completely goofy, uh, which should be up, uh, Thursday night on NFL plus until then, uh, for Mark Sessler, for Big Funk Randy Chavez and his cat Suki. Why don't you go ahead and uh, see the call? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 